Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. My name is Andrew Dore. I'm your host today. The Weekly Insight Podcast uh, for those of you who are new to it, is a opportunity for us to chat with our clients and interested observers about what's going on in the marketplace today and to dive into the psychology and the decision-making that impacts portfolios and what things you should be paying attention to, we should be paying attention to, uh, as we deal with the day-to-day of what the market likes to bring to us. And I'll tell you what, today is a spicy day in the markets. Um, This uh, podcast is being recorded on Monday, January 24th, a little bit after the close of the markets, and it wasn't a fun day. Let's be very clear. Frankly, it hasn't been a very fun few weeks. uh, Yeah, a few weeks. I think that's safe to say. Uh, Since the beginning of the year in the market, hasn't been much fun. The NASDAQ is officially in correction territory. The S&P today tried to go into correction territory. It actually ended up Improving as we closed out the day, but uh, correction territory meaning 10% down from its all-time high. And, you know, as we look at what we're doing in portfolios today and we look at what the world is doing around us, there was a great movie quote that came to my mind as from the Batman movies. Uh, if you'll recall, the second of the, the very famous trilogy with Christian Bale was The Dark Knight. And in The Dark Knight was uh, the character of the Joker, played by Heath Ledger. And he, in his grand scheme, was trying to prove uh, how bad people inherently were and that they would hurt other people to save their own skins. And he had this grand plan, and he he had really, you know, kind of conquered Batman at one point, and he was holding him down, and he was waiting for his bombs to go off. And he looked at Batman dramatically and said, and here we go. And it was that moment that was supposed to be his big finale. It was actually that moment that nothing happened. People proved to be inherently good. Batman ends up winning. The world moves on. But last week sure felt like an and here we go week in the stock market. You know, we had some exceedingly popular names getting beat up pretty badly. We had, as I said, the NASDAQ going to correction territory. We had famous investor Jeremy Grantham come out and say the end of the super bubble was here. He was calling the end of, uh, of the bull market for U.S. equities. But while I would say that markets aren't inherently good or bad, and there are certainly good and bad aspects of it, and there's a lot of drama, there are still some fundamentally sound things happening in the U.S. equity markets that I think are important to pay attention to. We... You know, we don't disagree with Jeremy Grantham. You know, is there a bubble in equities today? There certainly is, and we're going to talk about that. But, you know, I think Mr. Grantham famously once said that it is very easy to identify a bubble, but it is impossible to determine when that bubble is going to pop. And I would encourage Mr. Grantham and others to take his own advice. I don't know when this is going to change. You don't know when this is going to change. We can try to read the tea leaves, and we can have some pretty good information, and we can certainly be taking time, as we have here at Insight over the last year, to build some defensive positions 
to make sure we're not in a position where this can be inherently bad for us. But I don't think anyone knows exactly what the next few weeks, months, or years is going to bring. But let's walk through it. So what are the jokers in the market today? The jokers in the market today, and this is where Grantham is absolutely 100% correct, there is a super bubble specifically in overvalued tech, mostly tech companies uh, in the market today. If you look back at the last year, at 2021, it was a great year in the market. It was a great year to be a financial advisor. It was a great year to be a client. It was a great year to have money exposed to equities. But people don't realize the very little sliver from which their performance came last year. 35% of the S&P 500's performance came from five names. NVIDIA, Tesla, Google, Microsoft, and Apple. Five names. Five out of 500 names, 1% of the companies, by count, equated to 35% of the return. So, first of all, probably shouldn't be a surprise to us that when those five companies are having a particularly bad start to the year, that the market's having a particularly bad start to the year. But why is that? Most investors don't understand or haven't been exposed to the idea of what the S&P 500 index really is. The S&P 500 index is what's called a market cap weighted index. What is a market cap weighted index? It is an index in which the larger the company is, the larger percent of the index it makes up. So those five companies, which have grown in value dramatically over the course of the last couple of years, thanks in part to COVID, are now making up over 20% of the S&P 500. Five names make up 20.53% of the index. The other 495 names make up 79.47%. The math gets even weirder when you start saying the top 25 names. They make up nearly half the index. So let's look at that because those five names, they're great companies. They're going to be around for a long time. I don't have any question about whether or not somebody's going to be driving a Tesla in 20 years or somebody's going to be Googling something in 20 years. But when you look at the price of those stocks today, they're exceedingly high. Their valuations are exceedingly high. Google's the cheapest. Google's trading at about 23 times earnings today. Tesla? Tesla is trading at closer to 97 times earnings. That's a scary number. When you look at the, mar- the broader market, the broader market today is trading at 20.1 times forward earnings. That's high. It's a little high. Uh, historically, it's lower than it's been in the last year. But at 20.1 times earnings, the S&P is trading, let's call it 25% above the historical norm. Um, But when you take out those five names, the S&P 500 is trading at closer to 18 times earnings, 18 and a half times earnings. So while that's a little bit high, it's certainly not exceedingly overpriced. Let's come back and talk about Tesla for a second, because understanding these valuations is important. I actually love Tesla as a company. I think Elon Musk is a cool dude. I I think what he's done is historic and something that's very powerful. But the price and the valuation that shareholders have been willing to put on Tesla is a stunning thing. And so instead of looking at price to equity ratio, let's look at Tesla's price to sales ratio. Tesla's price to sales ratio today 
sits at about, let's call it $20. So that means for every dollar of sales, it's worth $20 to their market cap. Okay. Let's compare that. Ford's price to sales is probably, well, let me pull it up here one quick second so I can actually give you a real number. Ford's price to sales is for every dollar of sales, it's worth 60.75 cents to the, to the market price of the company. For Tesla, as I said, that's a little over $20. But let's use $20 as an example. So if Tesla sells a car for $40,000, that is worth $800,000 to Tesla's market cap. Now here's where it gets interesting. Elon Musk, he owns, what, 25% of Tesla? So if Tesla sells a $40,000 car, it's worth $800,000 to its market cap, 25% of that is Elon Musk's. That means Elon Musk's balance sheet goes up by $200,000 every time Tesla sells a $40,000 car. The math simply doesn't work. Now, Tesla's going to be a great company probably for a long time. The difference is Tesla's share price versus Tesla as a company. Because at some point, we're going to see the wizard behind the curtain and investors are going to move away from that. A great example of it, Microsoft back in 2000 during the tech bubble. If you bought Microsoft at the wrong time during the tech bubble, at the wrong moment right before the bubble burst, it took you 17 years to get back to the valuation at which you bought Microsoft. So think about that. With Tesla, great company. It'll be around for the next 17 years, but are you willing to wait 17 years to get back to where you started? And I think that's what's happening in the marketplace today. Now, there is a case for the other side of this. There is a case for some shock absorbers in the market today. Uh, the Batman, the Cape Crusader to come in and save us. What is that case? That case is investor psychology doing what it always does. You know, if you go, go back to the last two years, we've talked about this a lot in the past, that, you know, investors tend to buy at the wrong time and sell at the wrong time. Well, for the last two years, investors have been selling at the wrong time. You sit back and you say, but Andrew, people made a lot of money in the last two years. The stock market did great in the last two years. I agree with you. People did make a lot of money. But what we know when we look at asset flows is that over the last two years, there has been a $1.9 trillion flow into bond funds and money market funds and a 141, excuse me, $1.9 trillion flow into uh, bond and money market funds and a $141 billion flow out of equity funds over the last two years. So that means there's been a $2 trillion swap between equities and fixed income. People move to fixed income at exactly the wrong time. So today, there's over $4 trillion sitting in money market accounts. There's over $3 trillion, three times the normal amount, sitting in savings accounts uh, across the United States today. And so volatility is normal. Volatility happens. This certainly seems like scary volatility when it's happening, but I would caution that there are people with capital out there waiting to put that money to work when the downstrokes happen. And so we do anticipate we will see capital come in and help this market. Today was a great example. At one point, the S&P 500 was down over 10% for the year. It ended the day down a little over eight. Why? Because people saw that number and said, all right, we're going to put some cash to work. And so there is a buffer. There is a shock absorber to the system. 
as we move forward because Lord knows these people aren't making any money on their money while it sits in cash. So with that, we'll leave you for the week. The world's not ending. There are some things to watch. This week's watch item, certainly the tech stocks. We'd also add the Federal Reserve is meeting on Wednesday. Um, It's going to be an interesting thing to watch, and we'll see what they have to say, and we'll be talking about it in next week's edition of the Weekly Insight. So with that, we'll leave you there. Uh, If you want more information, please give us a call at the office at 515-273-1333, or feel free to visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. We hope you have a great week. Thank you. Securities offered through Arente Wealth Management, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC, NFA. Investment advisory services offered through Arete Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm.